you've been crying and you're needing somebody to talk to Girl, I can tell he's been lying and pretending that he's faithful and he loves you Girl, you don't have to be hiding, don't you be ashamed to say he hurt you I'm your girl Welcome back, lovers and friends, to Love Journal. My journey into healing and relearning love through sharing my thoughts and experiences with like-minded individuals. Now, today um, is the mid-season finale. I'm super hyped. Um, I remember when this was just an idea, and it's blossomed into so much more, and still is. So, thank you to everyone who's been a part of the show so far, everyone who's supported by listening or posting, and just... Thank you. <laughs> um, it's definitely only going up from here. So, I wanted to let you guys know that today is actually going to be a super special episode. I know I said it before, and I'll probably fucking say it again. Whatever. <laughs> but um, genuinely, it's extra, extra, extra special, and I mean that this time. Um, today's guest is one half of the most important people in my life, my mom. But before we get into that, I want to recap the season. Um, this has been a lovely ride so far. And one of my favorite lessons that I've learned that I've truly attempted to apply in my life, you know, because, again, this is a form of therapy for me, you know. So um, is the, the lesson from episode one. In that episode, me and Jessica discussed the importance of living your life while not waiting for someone that you're in love with. Essentially, you know, I have to be honest with myself and my listeners. My heart has been wrapped up in a situation for quite some time and it hasn't yielded the desired effect. And it's not to say that it won't um, or that it even will, you know, but ultimately it's caused some pain. And it's part of why I even started this show, you know, and I learned that while, like I said, it may or may not lead to something, I can't not live my life. It's very hard, you know, because you do find yourself almost waiting. Nobody measures up. Um, nobody compares. And it's like, at some point, you know, you're, you're consciously not even trying. And while you can hold space for them or wait for them or, you know, in the back of your mind, at least, you can't stop existing. You know, if they haven't shown that they're ready or they aren't getting the shit together, then step back. That's it. Simple. Easier said than done, but simple <laughs> um and trust me i definitely know how hard that can be but i think it comes down to not overthinking it moving forward anyway you know like just have fun don't don't date and and with the intention of oh this is going to be the person to get me past this or you know this is going to be it like you know you just kind of have to be in the moment and at the end of the day if it's real it doesn't matter what happens or what anyone does or says, it's going to be there. It's going to, it's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? It's going to come. And if it's not, then you'll find out because something else will come along. But ultimately, if it is real love, it'll never let you get too far. Another thing I learned or acknowledged about myself, I guess, is the lessons from episode six. Um, me and Nick basically were discussing the importance of spirituality and share spiritual experiences and I've grown so much in my spiritual journey and I'm to the point where I want to share that journey you know I I, I want to know how your journey was I want to express my journey and and show you mine so you know then maybe we can figure out how our journeys led us to each other and just you know really just 
dive into that part of myself and and share it with someone who's diving into the part of that self, themselves. You know, I know that at this point, I can't share myself with anyone who isn't at least, or at least parts, you know, or at least completely rather, with anyone who isn't at least working towards that part of themselves. Like, I'm... I'm a fucking guru. <laughs> like at this point, um, you know, I have a lot of spiritual gifts and I'll say it again. Um, spirituality is really important to me. And like, honestly, I feel like I might even be a preacher in another life. But I'm to the point where I've barely, you know, done active practices. You know, I still journal and, you know, do my yoga, but like stuff like meditation and, and you know, um, just a lot of other things that I haven't actively practiced lately. And I still notice those abilities and that knowledge coming out of me on the daily. So it's like, this is who I am. That's it, you know? So I can't shorthand on that. Last thing, uh, before we get into today's episode and the interview, I want to say that doing the show, again, has helped me so much with expressing my love um, and myself. and being more deliberate with my words, you know, um, I'm an empath, as I said, and emotion is my superpower. And oftentimes I found myself either completely emotionless or too emotionful. And, and it's, 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 it's a difficulty, you know, sometimes of allowing myself to be so overwhelmed that I shut down or allowing myself to be so overwhelmed that I just dive into all of the emotions that I fucking, you know, have a a, a a moment of just like pure just over emotion <laughs> you know and in doing this I'm learning so much about my love and my emotions and I don't know I feel more vulnerable and in a sense more powerful you know I know that's a little corny but like I said I, I just want to be real with this and I don't know. I think I feel myself growing. Huh. Yeah, I'll say that. <laughs> um, so today's episode topic is something that I have a lot of experience in on both ends. The interference of a friend or family member's relationship. It can be so exhausting when you're the one who's speaking out about the relationship and even exhausting if you're the person in the relationship because slowly but surely every time you have to hear this you build up this sense of almost shame you know and this is something that can genuinely cause ripples in relationships um on on both sides you know you can lose the relationship that you're in or you can lose the friend that you have and it's like when when where's the line you know between should i not say anything Should I actually not be with this person? So, today's quote is anonymous and it reads, A relationship is between two people. Don't let your friends or a third person interfere in it. Definitely real. Um, So with that, I want to go ahead and hop into the interview. Check it out. I want to go ahead and introduce my guest for today. Um, My heart, my... Everything, part of the reason why I go as hard as I do, uh, my mother, Lisa Gator. Hi, how are you? I am great. I was actually going to ask you how you were doing, but you beat me to it. Of course you would. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I chose you for this one, um, and and you jokingly said because you interfere, but it, it it's it's so much more than that. You are also very clairvoyant, I believe, and so at times, despite people not wanting to hear some of those things, they can be right. Um, and so with that, I can imagine you know relationships as something that you have, and I and I do know that you have actively you know. Let people know, you know, how you felt about them. And I, and I can imagine people have done the same with you. So that's kind of why I told you for this one. Um, and I want to kind of just dive right into it, really, um, and just start with the first question um, as, uh, have you ever interfered in a relationship? Yes. Um. I'll say that quickly. <laughs> um, yes, because it really depends on the circumstance. Um, I try right. to stay out of it if I need to. But depending on um, the circumstance, again, I have gotten involved. So was there ever an instance where you got involved and that person basically didn't stick around? Like, is there any any time it just went left on you? <laughs> and it was like, well, I'm just trying to help. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, it has. And with someone I was very close to, uh, who shall remain nameless. Of course, of course. Um, however, I got involved because of our relationship, my relationship with this person. Um, and I was not the only one that felt the way that I did. Um, so it, it was actually two of us that got involved. Um, oh, that was a group. And someone was being hurt. Right. So... And I mean, I think in situations like that, it's, it's, again, like I said, not everybody wants to, or is able to hear stuff like that. But I mean, if it's like that, then it's okay, right? Yes. It's because, I mean, if, if you're interfering in the first place, it should come from a place of love, right? Like, wouldn't you? Right. And it did. I think. I looked at it uh, from a safety perspective. Um, it was definitely done out of love, of course. but um, actually I've done it like twice. So in both circumstances, it was something that I saw as a risk to their lives. Yeah. I'm so sure. if it's, you know, <laughs> one person was definitely a friend and one person was a family member. That's very deep. Yeah. So, I mean, I think. Just as as we were talking about it, I kind of put myself in the other person's shoes who would be frustrated on hearing it. If I wasn't able to look at myself, I think that comes from people being, especially nowadays, afraid that somebody is interfering for the wrong reason. Right. Uh, and I think different. I, so I think, right, they have a fear of the other person. So I'm, I'll use the family member that I called myself protecting. Right. I think there was a fear. I think it was something that it was my first time seeing. But I think it was something that was definitely happening. Yeah. It was going on I, quite often. This family, I, I, I get it. Uh, that one, friend, I mean, the if friend, you see it in general, okay. But like with family, it's like, all right, no, nah, I got to. Hold on. <laughs> right. So, yeah. and I think that the thought was from this person that I was protecting was, oh my God, I've got to stay here. Yeah. So, what is he going to do? So. Right. Like, after you leave. Right. Oh, ah, so, so, I didn't think about it till later because, of course, I was mad, but. 
Yeah, yeah, that's like that's 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 enough level, like the movie. Enough. Yeah, that's shit. Okay. Um <laughs> sorry. Uh stuff like that really gets me right there. But um no, so I mean I get it and like I said, I think so I heard something recently, um and it kind of relates in a way um, about some people being afraid to share, and this is just a good thing, share some of the good qualities of their spouse or their lover and the fear that they're like making the other person enticed or wanting them to, you know, like want them to like, you know, I don't want to tell you how good he is to me because now you might want him kind of thing. And I think that, insecurity but at the same time people are like that but i think that insecurity is why it is hard sometimes for people to take that kind of criticism when it comes to the relationship like nah you just you just trying to get in versus i'm trying to help you this shit ain't right (laughs) right so i think when i look it could be some of that it also could be um a factor of i've played this person up to be someone who they're not and so now mm-hmm. you're seeing it for yourself, so I've got to come clean. Yeah. Yeah. I have no choice. Yeah. I think it's more so of that um, than anything. Because, you know, in relationships, we never tell, especially when we call ourselves, quote, unquote, in love with that person. Right. So, of course, we're going to tell the good stories. Yeah. We're never going to show you the bad. Yeah. But now you're sitting right in front of me and you're seeing something. And you know this is not right. something... That you've heard me say about this person. Just, being, just be real. Like, I mean, you know, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah you said, like, you know, some people don't share that bad part. And I think that's, I think, and then just, just outside of relationships, I think sometimes that's just an issue with people in general. I think just like, especially with social media now, I think people... Nobody's living that real life. <laughs> or not even so much that, though. We see we see the, the good picture, but we don't see what... Behind Once they the put picture. the phone down, like yeah. <laughs> so, it's it's the the glamour without the process, or and I feel like it's because people don't share enough of their problems. They don't share enough of the the triumphs and the issues. So it's just like only this stream of just good, great, and because everything is not, unfortunately. Um, and when you like, like portray that, I guess it's shocking when it's not that. It's you know a fantasy to some people. It's just, and then it some, creates like, a bunch some of people don't want you to get involved either because now I've got to get I've got to dig deeper. Yeah, I've got to talk about a lot more. I can't just tell you from this point yeah. because it's been happening way before it got here. So now. I've got to open up a little unsee. bit more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, so, um, I mean, so has a friend or a family member interfered in your relationship? And it could be the one now, or it could be just a previous one. Well, know? I mean, previous, uh, <laughs> it's been years ago. <laughs> um, yeah, previous has stories, been. But it'll have to be. You know? Yeah, so, hmm. No, but on some things, I'll be honest, I wish they had had interfered. Mm. Um, and then, um, 
So I'll just say that I had a strong interference, but it was just communication. Right. It wasn't any actions put behind it, but it was a deep conversation to um, prevent me right. getting into a relationship that I should not have been into. And so now I can look back and say, God, I wish I have, would have listened right. a little bit more because not everybody is, you know, I just looked at it as you're being negative because you're not right. with someone right. instead of looking at it like as they love me and maybe they've already experienced what I'm about to. Right. Or they so, see something that I, I don't see. see. Right. Like, like a picture sometimes we're like close up to it so we can't see the whole because we're like on this part you know we, our eyes is looking at that we don't see <laughs> our, right. the whole you know so um yeah yeah I, I definitely see that so um would you have any advice for somebody who not necessarily I guess yeah, I mean, because uh, I just don't want to use the word interfere. It mentally makes me think of negative. But um, but just anybody who might want to provide an opinion or advice towards someone's relationship who may see something that the person doesn't see, who doesn't want it to come off negative. And so I think that's twofold, right? So right. Uh, you have people like me, take it from me, I'm a mother. So a uh, mother having yes, sons, if I see... Something I really don't, I don't tend to care how you guys feel because my whole, my whole thought process is saying, protect your children. Right. Because we don't want to see, but then if you look at it from a friend's perspective or something, um, I would say my advice would be, let that friend ask you for, because people have to bump their heads. I'm learning more and more the older I get. Sometimes people have to fail. Now, if it looks real serious or like, um, let's just say you knew somebody was a murderer. They murdered the last three wives or, um, and now you're in a relationship and they just so happen to get out of jail and now you're with them. I might pull your shoulder, you know, hey, come here, man, you need to take a walk and let me tell you about them and now that's your decision. Yeah. However, on your number, please. <laughs> a lot of times now you just learn to fall back. If it looks like it's really um, messing with someone's life or their children, um, then I would say something. But other than that, I would wait on them to ask me my advice. Right. Um, but my children, I would never ask. I would never wait. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll just be honest because I'm that type of mother. I, I really, I, have I may have hurt your feelings. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I may hurt your feelings or all of that good stuff, but in the long run, it's not me being negative. It's yeah. something I see that I'm trying to protect you from. I, I, I come I, from a very I, I good place. The older I get, so I, I totally get that. Um, but it's funny that you, and because I, so I've been to that place where I'm almost forced to interfere and it wasn't because of per se you know physical abuse or anything like that but it was like ah and i try not to say it like so like I'm mental so smart, but and physical abuse yeah is, and so it's so, like one and the same right? yeah and so yeah okay so yeah so and, and there was a, a mental abuse kind of situation to the point where anytime we would talk the stories 
what just kind of blow my mind that I'm like hearing this person sit there and go through. I'm like, how? Like, yeah. <laughs> like my Because either head. like I'm gonna listen, but I gotta tell you something. At some point, or either I'm gonna not <laughs> listen to you. To I'm gonna stop talking to you. I, I and, and so that's kind of what we did. I got to the point where I, uh, I told the friend basically like I I can't talk to you about this anymore. We can talk. But when you're ready to change your situation, this. <laughs> when this... you're ready to do something about it, then you call me, right? Because it started to give me headaches. So I'm getting so, frustrated about your relationship. Like, I have a uh, perfect, uh, <laughs> a perfect story to that too. Because yeah. I thought about something. I um, dated someone who was um, on drugs. Mm. I didn't know, but immediately. I, w- I was able to walk away and get out of the situation. Right. Well, a friend of mine, she thought I was jealous and tried to pull her away from him because I wanted him. Uh, of course. So it was less than six months. Mm-hmm. He had got her on drugs. And today that friend is not here due to heart complications from the drugs. So in this case... I interfered without being asked, <laughs> but I tried to help someone who it wasn't yeah. physical abuse. But you're going you're going to it's, enter a world that you can down. you may not be able you're to turn down. back from. So right, right, you're getting led toward a path. Yeah, that's yeah, that's gonna be like it's some those those instances. So it's just like I guess you just have to follow your gut. Yeah, um, in your heart, it just really based on how how much is affecting that person, you know. And it's like you said, like you know, it, it differs between friends and family, like um, children or you know siblings. Like it, it, it definitely differs. So I just as it comes down to again the level of danger and following your heart, so. Yeah. <laughs> I've never had a problem with speaking my mind. No, no, not at all. Not at all. It's kind of <laughs> slightly where I'm getting where I got it from, but I'm still growing into that. But um, I want to say thank you, Mom, for doing this with me. Um, I love you and I appreciate you, and just thank you for the vulnerability. Thank you. You're of welcome. Course, of course. Anytime. Of course. I definitely got another episode for you. Um, so I want to go ahead and leave you guys with the movie for this episode, and it's actually one of me and my mom's favorites. Um, it's What's Love Got to Do? It's starring Angela Bassett. Um, so if you've seen it, first off, unintentionally, it's hilarious. It doesn't mean to be, but definitely funny moments. But if you get past the goofy shit, <laughs> um, it is very serious, and I chose it for the topic because, um... You know, of course, there was abuse going on between Ike and Tina, and there were people who, for so long, knew about it and didn't interfere. And then there's a friend who finally does interfere who kind of gets her ass whooped right quick. (laughs) And a little diner gets smacked up right quick. And it's like, it just makes me think about the times of people who do interfere and they get affected and the person still stays. You know, what what if it had gone further and... You know, she got into a coma or something, and here's Ike and Tina still performing and on the road, and now she's getting fed through a tube. It's just, 
what point? <laughs> when do you decide when do you and when do you not? <laughs> so um, I think that's a good movie to kind of round that out. So check it out and uh, make it a opinion. <laughs> God, I love that woman. My mom is so dope, y'all. Just got to let y'all know. If you've met her, like a lot of my friends have, then you already know. But if you haven't, you probably won't. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to be famous, so I mean, I'm definitely going to have her on shows with me. So, like, you won't meet her, meet her, but, like, you'll see her. Either way. <laughs> She's dope as hell. Um, but before I leave you guys, I actually wanted to do a few things. One of them is read a passage from the book, The Mastery of Love. Um, as I said, I'm learning so much lately about my heart and my love and how I love. And this book has been helping me with that. So... Here it is, again, from The Mastery of Love by Don Miguel Ruiz. One day, when the man was out of town, he had the weirdest idea. He was thinking, hmm, maybe what I feel for her is love. But this is so different from what I have felt before. It's not what the poets say it is. It's not what religion says. Because I'm not responsible for her. I don't take anything from her. I don't have the need for her to take care of me. I don't need to blame her for my difficulties or to take my dramas to her. We have the best time together. We enjoy each other. I respect the way she thinks, the way she feels. She doesn't embarrass me. She doesn't bother me at all. I don't feel jealous when she's with other people. I don't feel envy when she is successful. Perhaps love does exist, but it's not what everyone thinks love is. Um... That's super beautiful. Um, Doing this show has helped me understand that while I am a romantic person, romance is in my nature. I've never truly known it. Um, And there were points in what he said that just hit really hard for me, you know. Um, You know, like the mention specifically of I'm not responsible for her, you know, Um, or we have the best time together. I respect the way she thinks and the way she feels. She doesn't embarrass me. She doesn't bother me at all. You know, so many of those things I've been made to feel. Um, I've been embarrassed in love. I've had a lover embarrass me or shame me. I've had a lover try to change me. You know, I've had a lover who I had the best time with who still seeked things elsewhere. You know, so it's like, to to think of that feeling and and think of someone feeling that way about me is overwhelming. <laughs> but for the first time in my life, I believe I deserve it. Um, since we're on the spiritual path, um, I mentioned it a few times today, and I'm reading. I figured the other thing that I wanted to do for you guys was read one of my poems from my new book. The uh, boy who stood in the rain. Oh, this one is called Man of Honor, and I'll tell the story behind it after I write it, but I want to go ahead and read it because it's one of my favorites. So here it goes. I think I died last night, drowning in emotions. All I saw was white light waves just like the ocean, tossing and turning like a spin cycle, like a whirlpool that won't let go, and I got dizzy, hazy like I'm blowing O's. I thought that you should know there's a war in my mind. Peace is so hard to find. My heart is on the line and I'm running out of time. It's 
scared I'm wasting my prime, living with too much downtime, loving myself only part-time, I'm the farthest from sublime. So don't remember me. Not like this. No. I think I might lose my breath under this submersion. What if I don't have oxygen left? Get a head start on the worship. This water's just rolling me around. My lungs are filled. I can't make a sound. If I try it, I'll just drown. Tell me, how do I get out? There's a war on my mind. And peace is so hard to find. My heart is on the line. I'm running out of time. Scared I'm wasting my prime. Living with too much downtime. Loving myself only part-time. I'm the farthest from sublime. Don't remember me. Till I'm better. I want to be better. I should know better. Trying to get better. Want to be better. That was Man of Honor. Um, I wrote that one because one of my spiritual abilities is um, dream walking. It's the ability to be lucid. You know, I mentioned it in my first book. And the ability to travel in dreams, you know, bring other people to your dreams, visit other dreams. You know, it's just, it's, it's a lot. It, it entails a lot. But one of the things that it does for me is I have a series of conscious dreams. It'll be the same dream. It'll happen the same way, no matter what decisions I change. Right. And for about a good couple of months, I was feeling a lot of emotions and that I wasn't expressing, you know, I was just feeling so much just <laughs> you know, built up in me. And during this time frame, I was having these dreams of just drowning, just huge, like waves of water just attacking me. And then it was, you know, a moment I remember one time I was in like a skyscraper in Dubai or something. And like there was this wave of just water coming through and there was nothing you can do. You're in a skyscraper and it was like world size. Like I don't even know how to explain it, but it was obviously something that I had to stand there and deal with that wave coming towards me. And right before it hits the building, everything goes white. I wake up. Um, there was another one that I had similar, but like I was um, in a city in New York specifically, actually, I remember. And I was in New York with my family and I was like auditioning for something or something. And same thing, you know, um, like some day after tomorrow type shit, just huge waves of water, um, coming towards us. And before I know it, everything's white and I feel the water. I, I feel the water on my skin, on my body. I can't breathe. Everything goes white. And then I wake up and I'm alive and I'm on top of, you know, one of the roofs or whatever. And it's just, Ultimately, it was something that kept I kept dreaming about consistently. And then, like I said, no matter what I changed, um, the same thing would happen, the same result. And I, I understood it to be water as emotions. And I understood it that I had to face my emotions. And so for me, dream walking oftentimes is a message from my subconscious self. And so that was what that message was. And with that, I decided to write a poem. <laughs> So I hope you guys like that. Um, remember, check out The Boy Who Lucid Dreamed and The Boy Who Stood in the Rain, both available on Amazon and Kindle. I uh, appreciate you guys so much for listening. It's been beautiful so far. 
Love Journal will be back in two weeks on February 7th. In the meantime, again, check out the poetry books. Follow the official Instagram page for the pod, love underscore journal podcast. And check me out on Amp Radio, Love Sounds Radio. I'm going for Tuesdays and Wednesdays, but I'll probably adjust the schedule and I'll let you guys know. But anyway, (laughs) thank you guys so much for listening. See you guys in two weeks. Love, love. Peace. You're my girl.